I'm going to make this intro very quick. The Time to Die podcast network used to be known as LCP DND. So throughout our first couple of arcs and several one-shots, you'll hear us mention that a lot. And it means all the outro plugs and links mentioned in the first few shows are obsolete. But if you want to learn anything about us or our content or merchandise or how to contact us, it's all available at timetodierpg.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram with the Time to Die RPG username. I should also mention, if you ever want to listen to any of our ARCs on their own podcast feed, instead of this big, long master feed, you can do that by searching for their names on your favorite podcatcher, or you can simply go to our website at timetodierpg.com, click on the show, and it will give you some places to listen. Now about Fillmore's Crossing. We've heard many listeners express that this arc is near and dear to their feels because of the deep characters and the compelling story. That's all well and good, but it was also the first arc we ever created, so the production isn't as high. A couple episodes even had microphone hardships. The show at least had original music, so that's cool, but the immersive sound effects didn't come until later into the arc. So if you're good with all that, then I guess it's time to drop you into the first show we ever created. Fillmore's Crossing. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to LC D&D, where the boys of the Lost Context podcast take a little bit of time to tell some stories, share some laughs, murder some motherfucking monsters. I'm Tim. I'm going to be your dungeon master and host for the evening. We have Brian and Chris Riley both involved. Later, Wesley will get involved, but for right now, we're going to drop you in to a world where magic has been heavily regulated, magical creatures regulated even more so, and our boys work for the government trying to keep these things under wraps. Will they be able to stop these nefarious creatures and keep them from encroaching upon the law of Farport? Who knows? But we will find out today on Lost Context Podcast D&D. Crowded streets of Farport bustle with activity. A myriad of races gasp and point at the three pale figures pushing citizens out of their path. Our two heroes push through the citizens behind them close by. The camera zooms in. A priest and some sort of an inventor. Would you like to introduce to your characters, guys? Yeah. um... My name is Falk. Falk Smolder. I'm a special agent for the FIA, the Fay Touch Investigative Agency, and uh, 
we've been sent here to Farpoint, Farport to check out uh, some extraordinary occurrences. Um, pause. <laughs> yeah, pause. How, how ridiculous can we take this? What's what's our what are we going for humor wise? Do whatever you want, my man. Because I just came across this, this is picture. our role playing. I just came across this picture of the like a monk style priest, and he's got like hair all around his head except for the top, so it looks like a bird's nest with a giant egg. In oh my it. God. <laughs> this is like <laughs> that's funny, <laughs> but this is like old west. <laughs> well, that's why I always wear my hat. I never want to take my hat off. There's a big old bald spot. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, uh, <laughs> unpause. <laughs> and, uh... Car! <laughs> Game on! <laughs> Leave that all uh, in, Brian, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm a human from, uh, from out east, where the FIA is based. And, um, as an inventor, I've pretty much, uh, made my own weaponry that is able to cast uh, arcane nature spells but using technology of the day. I have a repeating um, revolver for cantrips and and smaller spells. They also have a sighted um, sighted rifle that I use for the bigger spells. So just to let you know, you are actually in the east right now. Farport is where the um, FIA is headquartered. Okay, so I am You're not in the West port, yet. Right. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, forget everything I just said. I am at <laughs> Farport right now, and I still have those weapons that I talked about. And uh, something interesting about me is that I'm one of the few people that actually still believe in dragons. Uh, I've garnered the, <laughs> the nickname in the Academy of uh, Sparky. Because um, I've, through many readings, have uh, rediscovered a lot of the draconic magics that used to be around the land, even though most people just think they're myth. And Brian? Uh, let's see. I uh, am a priest or a cleric. We're calling it a priest. And then um, I have a, a lot of abilities that I haven't read yet. <laughs> I have a. <laughs> I'm gonna have a. What does he look like? What is what does he look like and stuff? <laughs> Describe him to us. I think I'm gonna go with. Uh, he's pretty, pretty typical. He's got a. He wears all black. He looks a little bit like an undertaker. He's kind of got that flat top undertaker's hat on with a large brim around it. And then uh, he's got a white shirt with a big old, um, almost like a, what do you call those ties that are really big? Uh, anyway, his coat drapes down to his thighs, and um, he's got a Colt 45, and he's got a, a, a mace that he carries with him. Then he he always keeps his hat on because if he takes his hat off, he's got hair all around his head except for the very top. It's bald, just like an old monk, and it embarrasses him. <laughs> and he's really he's otherwise pretty pretty chiseled and good looking and and fairly confident with the ladies except for that one vulnerability that's his Achilles heel. All right. Now our heroes had just um had just gotten done raiding the apartment of the three pale figures in the Pale Touch confinement. You had heard a rumor that they were thinking of making a run out of the Imperium. Your sources were right. The Baudelaire's fled at contact. 
Most Fae run when they see the Fae Touched Investigation Agency. This was different. Bags were already packed, and the magical residue was high. Something powerful was stored here. <coughs> the figures dart toward the crowded lever rail station. The long metal tubes looming above on metal tracks. The tracks loop throughout the city. The Baudelaire's knock over a magazine stand and its, and its proprietor as they slam through the double doors uh, to the station. Vampires are clever and have enhanced abilities. How would you like to proceed? So now the, the station that you guys are looking at is a rather large stone building. The double doors had been uh, slammed behind them. And you know, one of the main things that you know that vampires do is they take people as thralls. So they can basically mind control them. And you guys in your experience of dealing with different uh, creatures and abominations would know this. And know that they won't be attacking you outright. They will be attacking you in a very with different a manner. mind? Yes. Okay, and then uh, the thrall, is it... Um, do they need line of sight to be able to do it? Yes. You know that uh, normally the way that it works is they hypnotize people with their eyes. Where are we? You guys are in front of uh, basically like a giant um, elevated train station. And so right now you guys are outside of you guys are outside of the stone building outside of the front double doors to go inside and inside you would assume that there are stairs that lead up to the platform to get onto the train. Okay. And then and we're fighting how many things? You uh, three. you're following three vampires. Okay. And they can hypnotize us? As far as uh, you know, yes. And then uh, what's the different uh, distance um, between us and them? Uh, they just slammed the door shut. You're about 30 feet away from the door. And, and you then, know is that... the door to the train station or the train? Correct, yes. Okay. No, they're just entering into the train station right now. But you know that vampires move preternaturally fast. Okay. So is the, the door open inward or outward? Or, or towards us or away from us? It opens away from you. Okay, so per uh, I, say we, <laughs> I say we shoulder into these doors and just bust right in. Okay. All right. So you guys bust into the doors and you open up into a foyer that is massive. The ceiling is 30 feet tall. And um, there are people that are, again, pointing um, up towards the stairwell. And you can see that the three figures are already knocking over different humans. A woman screams out as she starts to fall down the stairwell. And the three vampires are making their way up to the platform. And you would guess that there is somewhere in the neighborhood of 80 feet in between you and the stairs, the bottom of the stairs. And um, there, it's basically a clear path. Everybody has already kind of moved out of the way. There are um, lots of different shops off to your right and left um, selling various, you know, um, accoutrements like uh, magazines, um, like there's a haberdasher in there and uh, different things of the like, but... For right now, it would appear as though the uh, vampires are making their way towards a train. All right, and they're running up a stairwell. Are they um, are they grouped close together to each other? They are. Or are they yes. kind of spread out. Okay. And, and what what's the distance that they're? Um... They're all within five feet of each other. They're because okay, the stairs five feet. the stairs are only about twenty feet wide. So, how do you kill vampires in this world? By bringing their HP down to zero. Yeah, by shooting <laughs> them. You're a priest. You're holy. Yeah. They're undead, okay. so if you have, uh, you know, spells that are strong against uh, the undead, then you'd be able to 
you know, get an advantage or, you know, not like a statistical advantage, but you'd be able to, you know, get extra damage on them. Uh, what I know their movement speed, they, they move fast. You said they, they did. Um, so yeah, you would imagine run twice as fast as you. Well, for one, uh, I hold out my, my revolver and I, and I yell, freeze FIA. They continue to scramble up the stairs. One of them, um, the male, the other two are females, looks kind of back at you and then immediately turns and faces uh, towards the the platform and continues his uh, his escape. One male, two females. How far away are they? Um, the staircase is about 80 feet from you and they're about halfway up the staircase, so about 120 feet. Do they, these guys count as humanoids, right? Correct. Okay. Are they? They're supernaturally fast, right? I can't catch up to them. You don't think so, no? Could I? Well, I don't know how much you can tell me. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try for it. I'm gonna try to run at least another. Uh, I'm gonna try to get in range of them by another twenty feet. Okay. And what do you want to try and do? Uh, if I can make it, I want to. I want to try hold person. Yeah. Why don't? Uh, yeah. So how do we resolve that? Do I roll or do you? Yeah, the target. Well, I rolled a two, so which one were you going for? The, the One of the girls or um, the boy? Mm, well, I would assume it's whichever is closest to me. I'll say one of the girls. Okay. So you uh, hold up your hand and yell, HALT! And the girl turns her head and looks at you and immediately stops moving. And uh, her family members start trying to tug on her, but her body will not move under any circumstance. And so they leave her... Um, behind and continue their uh, escape towards the uh, towards the subway. What are we like actually pursuing them for? Have like we as the agents witnessed them do anything that is? Uh, you had that, um, you know you had gotten a report that uh, that they were looking to flee the Imperium, which mm-hmm. uh, once they basically once they've um, once they've decided to become registered and live within the Imperium, you are not allowed to leave. And oh, okay. so you were going to question them about it, and they immediately bolted. And so is that like a sort of, uh, you know, offense that's <laughs> punishable by deadly force? Or like, you know, what, would we... You have absolute our- impunity to do whatever you want. You guys are 007, licensed to kill under any circumstance. You get the job done how you see fit. I kill Chris. <laughs> <laughs> So is the train already in uh, in the station with the doors open, or will they have to wait for a train to? You can't get there? see from here. I'm gonna try to run uh, up far enough to see if I can see if the the train's already in the platform. So Chris, you've been to this train station before. You know that you have to go out another set of doors in order to uh, in order to get onto the platform where the train would arrive. Oh, and okay. so um, you can try and make that perception check, but it's going to be real hard. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. No, uh, no use in not trying. Right. So um, you got to be kidding me. I just rolled a natural twenty. No and, shit. Um, yeah, <laughs> first roll on this dice roller, and yeah, natural twenty. <laughs> and uh, I can even I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a picture of it right now. So you can actually feel just the subtle, subtle shake in the ground the the um the sound of uh of one of the elevated trains the lever rail trains 
uh, getting closer. Um, you know that it's probably still a little farther out, maybe, maybe a minute, minute and a half away, but you guys have a little bit of time. So they're just standing there waiting for it? No, they're like well, running they're up towards it. He's just trying to see if how close the train is, if the train was waiting there with its doors open. Basically, he's just trying to get an assessment of the situation. <laughs> and right now, as it sits, the train is not going to be there for probably another minute or so. And so, does uh, Brian have movement while he's concentrating on uh, holding the one? Yeah, yeah, he absolutely does. As you guys know, though, there is still more running across the uh, the top to get to the platform. So, you know what I mean? Like, there's... Yeah, like, uh, I'm just thinking, like, maybe... I should go after the two that are running, and he actually apprehend the one that's held. So at least we'd be able to get information from the one. Wait, do we have to keep track of our movement counts and stuff? No, I'm doing that for you. You're good. We're not in yeah, initiative so, um, yet. Oh, and okay. What was your name again, Brian? Uh, Tom Thomas Dewey's. Oh, Thomas. Uh, Tom, hold her. I'll go after the other two. And then, like, I, I use up all my movement. Um... Can Sorcerer's Dash, can I do double run since I didn't Yeah, you can do a double move. Absolutely. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll do that to try to catch up to them. Okay, so you do your double move, and um, you see the male and the female. The male looks back at you, and he kind of sneers, and he grabs onto the female by the hand, and they both jump up through the air and... You would estimate that they they probably get 20 feet into the air before crashing through the window that's above the door to the platform. And you're having trouble uh, seeing exactly where they went from here. Like, you, you know that there's some sort of a roof, like a covering, like to, you know, an awning to deal with the rain when you're waiting for the train. Yeah. You, you would assume that they might have uh, gotten up there. All right, and, like, I'm familiar with this building enough that I would know if that was either just, like, a large sort of lobby room that just has a window above the door, or if it was an actual second floor up there. Yeah, it's not an actual second floor. It's literally oh, just... okay, uh, so they just, like, bypass the door, so I can just run up to the door and... Right, correct. Uh, um, oh, okay. I, I try to run through the door and still um, pursue them. Okay, are you barreling through the door? Like, you are you planning on being fairly quick about this? Does the door have any sort of uh, way to look through there? Yeah, there's there's the, the face window so you can see if anybody's coming. Alright, I'm gonna, like, you know, stop, like, just right at the door and look in. And then, like, you know, based on that is when I would choose to whether go in or not. I All right, just want to so look and see if they're still running to where I can still see that they're not, like, facing at me about to attack me. If I Make me a perception roll, and I'm gonna go right. to Brian. Brian, what are you doing? Uh, I don't know how much information we already have about these people, so I'm not sure what to ask her that I don't already know. <laughs> I'm maybe not necessarily worried about asking her anything right now, and maybe worry about tying her up or something like that. Is my spell gonna wear off? So I only got a 13 for perception. You can manipulate her and you know get her into like. Uh... I don't. I don't really know how much uh, there is to do other than to. Um incapacitator okay um so Falk you're going to <laughs> you're gonna move through the uh through the doors then well I rolled a 13 so am I able to see them like whether they're still running or uh so whether they're you you can actually hear um 
You can hear the sound of footsteps on um, what sounds like a metal roof, but it's kind of a little bit further away. So you would imagine that they're still probably up on that awning um, above you, but outside. Oh, so, okay, they they burst outside of the building, not inside of the building. Correct, yeah, you guys were already oh, okay. inside of the building, I apologize. So, um, if they're still on the awning, is this like a, a long awning, like it was like some sort of a causeway or something like that? Yeah, the, the, platform, sort of the platform is about, uh, is about 50 feet long, and, or I'm sorry, it's about 50 feet wide and about 150 feet long. So it's oh, a fairly okay. large so, platform, and because the trains are fairly long. Okay, so yeah, then I definitely um, burst that door open and keep running towards the sound of the footsteps above. Okay, you can actually see that the uh, that the train is starting to like you can see it on the horizon starting to get closer, and it's barreling oh, okay. towards the station. <clears throat> and you can no longer hear the footsteps up above you, and. So it's kind of up to you. What would you like to do? If if they stopped, then uh, I'm stopping and like, you know, kind of readying my weapon, you know, and, and getting ready to defend myself if they are to about to uh, like are where they stopped. And I guess like where I would be close to stopping. Is that like within a near distance to where the train would, you know, stop? Yes. So you, so they you would, would be imagine... able to just jump onto the train. That's that's what you imagine the plan is, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian, why don't you go ahead and roll me a d20 um, for subduing. I rolled a seven. Okay, and then roll me a perception check as well. And you as well, please, uh, Chris. Oh, okay. So, uh, 17 for mine. <laughs> Critical fail. <laughs> oh, God. I can't see shit. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you got a piece of dust in your eye or something. <laughs> okay. So what did you get for your perception check, Chris? Um, my perception check was a 17. Okay, so you actually think that you can hear you can hear them in separate places. Oh, like, like they split up? Like, yeah, maybe they split up. And um, you kind of hear the you hear the sound of something on the other side of the door. And Brian, you notice nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enamored. <laughs> right. What would you like to do about it, Falk? As a faction agent, like, as my background, it says I can, um, you know, elicit sort of help or whatever from um, other agents or whatever. So I guess I use my um, our sort of, you know, messenger ability or whatever to just call into HQ and um, make them aware of the situation and ask if there's anything that they can do from there and to like make sure the train doesn't leave when it stops. 4-9-er-9-er, this, this is Farport HQ. We read your loud and clear, Falk. What can we, what can we do for you, copy? I need you to stop that train once it stops. We got, uh, we're chasing three individuals. One of them is likely apprehended at this point. Uh, there's a male and a female vampire that I believe are trying to escape the Imperium. Uh, do whatever you got to do to stop that train from uh, disembarking. Is that now the, for the 
the listeners w- out there, they're communicating in English is translated by for you, but they're actually saying these are cowboy tastes. Yeah. Why are I'm just gonna suspend our disbelief from that and I copy you fuck. I copy you fuck. Um we talking about the one one seven from Pale Touch? That's the one. I don't know why I did it that accent. <laughs> you got me just copying yours. <laughs> Two niner, good buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. We're we're gonna get some officers on it as quick as possible. Over. Thank you. I feel like Blade Runner right now. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uh alright. So give me one more uh perception check, uh um um Tom. Uh, okay. All right. So you're you're kind of like uh, holding this uh, female vampire in 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 like a, an arm lock to keep her under control and stuff like that. And while you're doing that, you just notice as she gets up on you, um, a young woman of about twenty with long black hair, a human woman, um, fairly pretty. She looks at you and she goes. Is there anything I can help you with? Wait, this rando woman just came up to me? Correct. Um, uh, yeah, so I'll say, um, how, this, this vampirist lady is, uh, super strength, right? She's pretty strong, but you're pretty sure that you got a hold of her right now. Could she break bondages? That's kind of what you're worried about, that's why you haven't put any on her. How long is my spell gonna last on her? Uh, you think that you probably got about 30 more seconds. Shit. Um, can I ask this lady if there's anything special about her? Like, if she's just a normie lady, what am I going to do with her? But if she has powers, maybe she could be useful. Why don't you, uh, formulate that in being a character <laughs> saying that? <laughs> hey, pretty lady, won't you give me a sack? <laughs> <laughs> Would you, uh, would you run out and check on my partner? He just, uh, he went through that door over there. She looks at you and she, uh, holds her hand, or her hand up to her mouth and she kind of goes, <laughs> and then she reaches back and tries to claw you in the face. Every time. <laughs> Does a 12 hit your armor class? My armor class is 18. 18, okay. So that is a miss. So she, like basically you ask her that and she immediately her eyes go feral and she claws out at you and you quickly move your face back and avoid uh, having some sort of uh, damage done to you but we're gonna have to go ahead and roll initiative it means we're gonna fight correct so if you could uh, roll me a d20 plus your dexterity modifier you as well Chris alright so I got a 20 for initiative not a uh, natural 20 but just 20 after uh, bonus gotcha 15 after bonus. Fuck your first. Alright, are any of the enemies um, within my uh, uh, view, I guess? You can see um, you can see the lady that, it's, that is at the top of the stairs clawing at uh, Tom. Oh, okay. And she's, um, she's like 75 feet away from you right now. Yeah, and I saw her take the, the swipe at him, right? Correct, yeah, you saw that. The doors are open, you burst through them and they stayed propped open after you did that. Oh, okay. I'm going to, uh, for one, use uh, True Strike 
on her to um, get a granted a brief insight into the target's defenses. Um, and on my next turn, I get um, an advantage on my first attack roll against the target. Okay. And um, so, yeah, I, I uh, cast True Strike. And then I also use my um, Quickened ability to be able to spend a... Um... So let me yeah, ask so, you uh, something. I... Are you okay with the fact that you know that this uh, woman is probably a vampire thrall? Mm. I didn't even think about that. So I would have figured that out from the true strike, though, right? Yes. Okay, so, um, yeah, like, I, I have the gun pointed right at her, and then, like, you know, as soon as I realize that through the true um, true strike, I, like, put the hammer the back. back up and put the hammer back, and I'm like, shit, and so I start to um, dash back that direction towards All right. him. Yeah, that would put you within, um, that would put you within 50 feet, or 15 feet, I'm sorry, of uh, Tom and the 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 holded vampire and that woman. All right. Why did why did her thrallness make him put his hammer back? Because that means that she was just a woman who locked eyes with uh, the vampire, and like the vampire, like you know, made her do those things. It was just a pretty lady. So the hypnotized people are become thralls. Yeah. Oh, okay. And also, we don't know that the... Well, actually, I guess we do now know that this female is a vampire herself. Where, like, before, we wouldn't have been quite sure if uh, she was a thrall or one of the um, the vampires, so... So, um... That train's gotta be close, right? Oh, yeah. It's it's practically pulling up to a stop. Um, you, however, um, Falk, you notice behind you that uh, the other female vampire is running on all fours uh, towards you, and she's not going to quite have enough movement to make up the distance because she was coming from off of that awning. But she's definitely going to be on top of you next uh, next turn. So just to kind of give you forewarning of what's going on with that. Um, snarling and teeth bared, huge fangs. Definitely a vampire. Oh, okay. Um, Tom, what would you like to do? You've got a held vampire in your hands, you've got a thrall ready to claw out your fr- face, and you've got another vampire barreling down on your partner, and a third one that's MIA. Thralls don't have powers, right? They're just under control. Yeah, that's why she just slapped at uh, slapped at you with her, you know what I mean? Like, just her natural nails. It wouldn't have done a whole lot of damage had she hit. Um, and my spell's about to wear off. How do you... I mean, we just, we just beat these people up, right? There's no magic special stuff to take them down. Nope, you just can... Beat the shit out of them until they die. Um, I need to further incapacitate this girl, so I'm going to uh, I'm going to shoot her in the leg. <laughs> Holy shit! Okay, why don't you roll an attack and then uh, you have advantage because she is incapacitated. So that means you roll two d20s and you take the higher one. Eighteen. Eighteen. All right, and then. So you're, but you're gonna add on your your gun stat. So you know uh, where I sent you that picture of the. Uh, it should have a plus to it as well. I mean that's gonna be a hit, but just so you get used to doing that. Oh, the six gun plus six. Okay, so it's gonna be eighteen plus six is twenty four, and that's a hit. So then you would roll your three d six um, plus your dexterity modifier and damage. Oh, so the first one is to see if I succeed. The second one's how much damage I do. Correct. So it's going to be 3d6 plus 3 is your damage. Comes to 11. All right. 
So you uh, you pull out your pistol and you shoot her once in the leg, and it explodes in a shower of blood. But you know that vampires heal faster than uh, normal people, so she's not going to die from this wound. That brings us to the missing in action vampire who does some things that you guys can't see. Brings do us... I have to do I have to worry about my ammo? No, don't worry about that. Okay. Um, that brings us to the held vampire who is held still. And then the lady is going to take another swipe at you with her hands. Um, I don't top. care. That's just another Tuesday night for me. Oh, shoot, I'm a priest. Never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so she actually gets a natural 19, which minus one is an 18. Uh, <laughs> so that will hit your armor class for a hefty one damage. <laughs> What's my current uh, health right now? Where do I see you? That? You have fifty-two for maximum. So I'm down to fifty-one. Correct. Like she doesn't even leave a mark on you. You know what I mean? Like you just she kind of reaches out and hits you, and it smarts for a second, and that's it. Like, <laughs> Falk, what would you like to do? Well, since that one's running at me on all fours um, and is uh, within distance enough to to get me on its next move, I am going to. Yeah, I'm going to cast Fire Bolt, which is a cantrip. Okay. Out of my uh, revolver. You said cantrips are unlimited, right? Correct. So that's a 19 to hit. Oh, yeah, that's a hit. Oh, okay. And then... two, 14 damage from the uh, Fire Bolt. All right, you raise up your uh, you raise up your pistol, and it glows with a with a deep red hue for a second before launching out a bolt of fiery energy that crashes around her form and explodes, and you can see scorch marks on her face, and some of them start to dissipate um, quite quickly. But you can tell that you definitely did quite a bit of damage with that solid hit. However, <laughs> she bursts free from the uh, fire. Do you want to move or anything? Um. Yeah, I'm going to try to, uh, I'm still going to try to, you know, close the distance between, um, me and, uh, Tom. That's only 15 feet, so you can easily get there. Okay, cool. Alright, so you back up, you back up facing, um, facing this feral vampire woman as she's charging towards you. She kind of, uh, you know, um, quick does a shudder to put out a bit of the flames on her clothing and immediately barrels into you, and does a 21 hit your armor class? It absolutely does, yeah. Excellent. Um, and how about a, uh, uh, a 13? Nope. Okay. So the... So she kind of gets on top... She lands on top of you, and she manages to get one quick claw swipe in for, um seven points of damage, but you managed to quickly kick her off of you and get back to your feet and face her again. Alright. Tom, what would you like to do? I'm gonna try to fatally shoot her, if I can. Uh, which one? The one attacking Chris. Alright, um, why don't you go ahead and roll me a d20? What was the one where I rolled two for? Um, you don't roll it this time because you don't have advantage, because it's on the one that's attacking Chris. Okay. As a matter so of fact, one... I should give you disadvantage because you're so close in shooting into melee, but I won't. 1d20 1D plus 6? Correct. 15. I just realized that I didn't add my uh, spell attack bonus for that cantrip, <laughs> but oh well. Oh, it it's doesn't matter. Best. You hit anyway. Yeah. Um, 
So Tom, you uh, you move your pistol from from its uh, from where it was pointing before, and you raise it up to try and steady a shot. And right as you go to pull the trigger, the crazy lady kind of jerks your arm a bit to the side, and it flies harmlessly wide of its uh, target. Okay. <clears throat> that will bring us to MIA guy is still MIA. We only have a couple more rounds on the health lady. All right. Lady in Brian's face. Natural one. So she actually trips onto the ground and isn't going to be a problem for a minute. So Falk, you, uh, let me just uh, re-describe the situation. So you've got the uh, thrall lady. She's on the ground right now. You've got the held lady. She's bleeding from a leg wound. And then you have the vampire that is baring her teeth at you, ready to come in for another attack. All right. So, um, yeah don't have much in the way of utility so it's pretty much just gonna be um, first things first uh, the one that is um, baring her teeth at me like did I get any sort of sense as like to how bad I hurt her with my um, first hit with the 14 damage I mean I mean you felt like it was like you dealt some pretty good damage you felt like uh, she's she felt you and is pretty pissed off from it but Definitely isn't showing signs of oh, okay. wear or so tear I w- or dying. I wouldn't get the idea that she was technically bloodied or anything like that. No, not even oh, okay. close. Okay, so, um, well, then I am going to just shoot another uh, firebolt at her. Okay. So let me get my, my rolls up here. That is most likely going to miss, uh, yeah, six to hit. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's definitely a miss. Alright, so and then, um, but I will spend, uh, two of my MP to, um, quicken my, uh, bonus action into a full action and, uh, take another shot. Okay. That's, uh, 13 plus 3, 16 to hit. That'll be a hit. Okay. That meets. And 13 times 2, so 26 damage. Oh, <laughs> so you, your first shot, you know, it, it charges with that deep red energy and you launch out that little bit of fire and it kind of explodes harmlessly to the side of her and she kind of sneers at you for a second and then you level it again for a second shot, putting both hands onto the pistol to really get your aim true and you launch a massive and devastating uh, gout of fire that explodes around her face and hair and singes much of her hair off and um she's bleeding profusely um like you can definitely tell that 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 did a lot of damage and she um is looking at you with fearful eyes would you like to move just talking to um tom won't like you know, that's not like any sort of action no go it? ahead absolutely okay go ahead. like um i think you need to let go of her and we need to get some distance from these guys if we can so we can use our our big stuff all right let's move all right, and so, like, I expend the rest of my movement to get, like, as close to, like, a wall as we can and, like, kind of away from uh, okay, where so all let's of our say, enemies are in front of us, basically. Let's say that the platform is north. The platform where the train is uh, going to be arriving is north, and the door that you guys came into the um, station at is south. Where would you like to move in relation to where you're at right now? 
Yeah, so, like, further south to where, like, any enemy that we have is in front of us and nothing. So, just so you know, you'd have to go down the stairs for that. Is that okay? Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll go down the stairs for that. Okay, cool. It's it's an 80-foot drop, right? Yes, it's a very long drop. Although, I think Chris has a fun thing to deal with that, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Did you ever take that? That's badass. Awesome. I'm yeah, glad yeah, I definitely Not that you're going to use yeah. it right now, but, you know. Um, <clears throat> so that brings us to the uh, lady that you just profusely damaged. And she actually, when she sees that you run, she you see like a look of relief in her eyes as she starts bolting towards the um, the doorway on the platform. Okay, so she's running the opposite way, north. Correct, yeah. She doesn't want anything to do with you at all. Okay. Like, you cornered the dog, the dog came out and bit and found out that you have pepper spray, and now the dog doesn't want anything to do with you again. Alright. <laughs> Basically. Because um, these, are, these are intelligent creatures that do not want to die. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they do not under any circumstance, and so... You know, if you guys start to deal some decent damage to them, they're going to fucking run. Like, they do not want to die. Um, so, yeah, that brings us to you, Tom. What would you like to do? She's still here, right? She hasn't gone through the door? Um, no, she's right at the doorway. How far? Um, that is about 60 feet away from you. So a double move. And you can see that the train is um, about to stop and open up its doors. I'm going to take another shot at her on the way. All right, don't miss because there's people in that train. Oh, the train. Oh, it's backing. Okay. <laughs> That's the only thing about guns, man, is it's not the same as like yeah. a bow and arrow and shit. Yeah, now Brian realizes why I haven't been like just shooting at everything. <laughs> right? Just willy nilly ghost bustering around. I've got to adjust my mental picture here. Um,. Like, imagine that there are definitely people that are, like, hiding behind pillars and benches and, you know what I mean? Like, every time that you guys get close to an area where somebody is hiding, you see them kind of sprint off in a different direction. Like, fuck this noise. I don't want anything to do with whatever is going on here. Yeah, this is basically, like, Hellboy versus Semiel in, like, that uh, first movie. Being that that's the case, I'm a little confused as to why we went long range here. Why are we running away? Well, like, because most of my spells are, like, you know, if I'm going to hit more than one thing, it's going to hit everything in that area. So, like, I wanted to get them to where, you know... Would you be hit, know, hitting us as well? Hitting ourselves? Well, yeah, because we were standing right next to each other and right next to both of our enemies. <laughs> I see. So, basically, um, I would have shot in the ground and hit all of us if I had done that. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do anything spectacular. I'm just following Chris. Her. I'm just following um, Falk. All right. You guys can both make me a perception check because you have like you guys have been up onto the second floor enough that you can see that you, you can kind of. We can still see over the crest of the stairs. Right, because the door is open yeah. now. Okay, and um, well, before we do anything, I'm gonna uh tell Tom like uh. Look, I told the boys to stop that train. It's not going anywhere. You see, you see the mail actually drops down. And as the doors open, he kind of like squeezes past the people that are filing out and into the train. And then you guys lose him. 
All right, and now uh, we should go and pursue. <laughs> um, now that we hold on, that's going to actually bring us. Oh wait, to... I, I had to do a perception. Or yeah. Did, uh, okay. If you guys could please. Let's see. Four. <laughs> what about you, uh, Tom? I had run further down the stairs than expected. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't see over the crest. Um, let me see. Perception. So your perception skill Four. is really high, I'm pretty sure. Because it's wisdom-based. Um, it's so plus four, so it's a 24. Or pl 22, sorry. So you... You can actually see that the that the bleeding vampire um, with the leg wound on the stairwell, her fingertips are starting to move. Spells going away. You would assume yes. And the lady, um, the lady who had fallen down after trying to attack you, she looks around and looks super confused and immediately sprints off uh, towards the towards the west and looks for a place to hide. Um, Falk, what would you like to do? So, how hurt is the uh, vampiris that is um, near us? I mean, she's got a decent wound on her leg, but other than that, she looks fairly fine. But it's hard to tell with somebody that is rigid. Alright, I uh, point my pistol at her, and I say, Look, the train's already stopped. Want to tell us what's going on here? She, uh... You can like, see your eyes kind of Basically an intimidation. Um, right. Why don't you I, go I and roll do, an intimidation yeah. check? Okay, yeah. So, uh... 20. Not a natural 20, but a, a you know, 20 with uh, mods. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm gonna give you that success, but I'm gonna make you wait until it comes back around for when she can actually move her lips. Okay? Okay. Alright. All right. But yeah, that was a success. She is going to uh, tell you some information. But right. not until it's her turn next time. That brings us... Then you see the other... The other lady, the one that was running and got close to the double doors. She also leaps up above the crowd and kind of swings into the into the train. And you guys can actually hear um, the sound of... Um, of the, fami the familiar sound of a siren off in the distance. You know, the... Kind of... A, old-timey, uh, sort of sounds like a yeah. dying cat. <laughs> Horse-tron wagon with, like, the guys on top that are spinning the things with the hand crank and stuff. Right, 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 right. Um, and I kind of, I really actually enjoy the dichotomy of the technology in this game so far. Yeah. But... <laughs> <clears throat> and so then that brings us to Tom. What would you like to do? Um, I'd like to cast the Zone of Truth on the lady. Okay. You realize yeah, that I had just won an investigation check, right? <laughs> and as soon as she, she can move her lips... No, it's like, perfect! She's... The fucking cleric is using Zone of Truth at a totally inopportune time, <laughs> where it's not I necessary don't... at all. I assume that you just got her to talk to her. I didn't know that meant she's forced to tell the truth. Well, like, normally the way that it works is uh, if somebody passes a persuasion or an intimidation check, you can assume that they're, what they're going to tell you is probably fairly reliable. Don't get me wrong, it doesn't hurt that you cast it. We're just kind of teasing you. Yeah. So a, a better time would be if he failed his intimidation. But how would I know if he failed his intimidation in story-wise, you know? Well, if she because was not you would telling... just see it on her face, sort of thing. Right. Okay. Um. Anyway. So you cast Zone of Truth? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do you want to move it all? Um, they're on the train, right? So I'm just, I guess I'll approach her. Yeah. Make sure there's no funny business. Yeah, all right. Sounds good. Um, you see that the door is shut, and the, uh, vampirus with the leg wound, she comes completely, uh, she comes completely to, and she looks at you, and she goes, The ritual. They're, they're going to complete it. What ritual? The... You have to understand. When when we turned ourselves into the Imperium, we we didn't realize that we were going to be confined to ghettos. We we thought we were opening ourselves to a better life, to not anarchy, and... Well, I... We're not really sure what would happen, and... And I, I just don't know. I just don't know, and, um... That'll be basically it for her initiative. Falk, it is your turn. You can continue your line of questioning, or you can do something else if you'd like. Where is this ritual? Uh, Jean-Luc carries the instructions with him. They were in some sort of government housing thing? Yes. And they're just kind of, they're like in prison there, they're just, and then they're trying to break for to get out of it? Correct. And the, did she, what did she say? Did, did the ritual have, did she say what it was supposed to do? She doesn't know. They're just doing it. She's just following orders. You should ask these questions in character. I'm asking if <laughs> if I missed anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, no, those are perfect uh, questions to ask, but if you did it in character, it would definitely help the audience for sure. Okay, well, I was just trying to make sure I'm not repeating anything. Okay. No, you're going. Um, they won't care. Yeah, just start start talking. What is the ritual supposed to do? Well, um, I think it 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 might bring bring the All Father back, the the first one, the malevolent one. It might be nothing. Might be an old wives' tale. Do we know where this train is headed? By the station. Uh, yes. Yeah, so this this train would uh would go downtown. But assuming that uh. You know, our boys did their job. The train is not going to be going anywhere. So we're actually going to move down into the initiative to Tom's turn anyway. So you can ask any question you want. How many are involved in this ritual? Is it just the three of you? Well, y- yes, we're the only ones who have... We're the only ones who have uh, moved into the... Into the Pale Touch confinement. You weren't planning it with anybody else? No. No one. I have to decide if I'm going to be British or American. (laughs) (laughs) None of those places exist. You notice that she's shaking. She's quite scared. Um, She's, uh, she's definitely, she's definitely, you can, you can tell that at this point she knows she's defeated and that there's not a whole lot that can be done. You know, that they're going, they're going to jail. And uh, how close is that uh, paddy wagon? Is it like, um, are they within line of sight now? Mm, you don't think so. They're still pretty far off. You only made the call three, four minutes ago. Oh, okay. But you do notice that the train has not started moving at all. And so at the very least, they've accomplished something. Cause I'll be what do you mean, they, like the, uh, the vampires? The, no, you're the Oh, FIA. the our guys. Okay. Yeah, okay. like... Okay. Because the train should have taken off by now. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, people have unloaded. It's been 
it's been a solid like two minutes you know what i mean like it doesn't really take very long for these trains to um come in and depart and so you're fairly positive that it's not going to go anywhere oh okay and so you so, can kind of um, take your time at this point so tom do you want to stay with the girl till she gets uh locked up or do you want to um go check out that train and leave me with her so we only have a 15 foot radius radius for my zone of truth but we're pretty confident that she'll answer questions right so um i'd i'd like to i'd actually like to carry her out to the platform with us like drag her along you could do that i I think that's what i want to do so i can at least see what's going on outside but i don't want her to get away from me either okay so we're gonna actually move out of initiative then um are you all right with that plan then falk yeah like so um are you gonna kind of hold her as like a human shield type thing Tom, or more just like behind you? No, I was thinking just. Uh, well, I was picturing it just kind of on my side, just oh, okay. beside me. Okay, not but, like gun to the face, you know, walking towards, or you know what I mean. Okay, gotcha. Can I can I handcuff her? Yeah, of course. I'll put her in cuffs and drag her by the cuffs. Gotcha. Okay, so you guys make your way up to the double doors, and you can see inside of the uh, inside of the train car. Both of the other uh, vampires are are sitting on the ground, cross-legged, and it looks like they're reading something from a from a page. Where are they? They're on the train. Like they're oh, they're on the train okay. car. The doors are shut, and you can see through the windows that they're sitting on the floor. You know, um, so they're kind of obscured. It would be a tough shot, but you can definitely tell that they are doing something ritual esque. Okay. Are they um are there any train passengers around them like in their general vicinity? No, it's it would it would seem as since the uh shooting has started that people loaded off of the train, but nobody really loaded onto the train. So you would oh, okay. you would venture to guess that the vampires might be the only beings on the train right now besides maybe the conductor. But you don't know about if there's staff either, so there might be more than oh, a conductor, okay. who knows. So, um... So Fireball is out of the question. Yeah, yeah, that's basically what I was getting at. And then, like, so, uh... I haven't been able to... I'm gonna true strike the, um... Jean-Luc. Okay. From, uh, the position that I'm at. So, um... Am I gonna be at disadvantage, or, uh, just... With, uh, true strike? Yeah. Because true strike should even it out then, right? Because that gives you advantage? Well, it only gives you advantage, like, you know, because you still have to make the uh, the spell attack or whatever. Or oh, okay. Or they have to make a spell save. Yeah, so but disadvantage that like on that. Adva- oh, okay. So, yeah, all I got to do is point at him or whatever. So I point my gun at um, at John Luke and do the, the true strike, like, looking through the crosshairs. And gotcha. so um, do I get any extra insight onto this guy as to... Um, any of his uh, defenses? Yeah, so you can you can tell that um, with all of these guys, none of them have any armor or anything like that. They're just very quick. And so if you can figure out a way to catch them flat-footed, that's probably going to be your best advantage. But other than that, radiant damage is going to be your best uh, bet. All right, radiant. And then, um, like, it wouldn't tell me if he's, like, somehow stronger than the other two or anything. Or is um, that, like, 
beyond the degree of what True Strike does. That's I I would say that it's beyond the degree of what True Strike Strike does. In my opinion, it's pretty much just kind of like the weaknesses and like general oh, okay. demeanor. All right, and then also it says I gain advantage on my uh, first attack roll against the target, so I'm going to spend another two MP to quicken to where I can use a bonus action as an action, and I am going to use, uh, let's say, how, how close am I to these two? Um, you are about, uh, well, it's 50 feet of platform, and into the train, the train's like 15 feet wide, so... Like That's already enough feet. to know I can't do what I was thinking just there. So uh, so I will do um, Acid Splash then. And um, are they within 60 feet of me? Yeah, I'll call that good. Okay. And then um, they're within... Are they within 5 feet of each other? Yeah. Alright, so um, uh, both the creatures need to make a uh, dex saving throw. Alright. One failure, two failure. Let me make some concentration checks after you tell me what damage is. All right, and then because uh, they both failed, so ten damage. Okay. You hear, um, you hear the um, the injured woman scream out in pain, but Jean Luc, however, seems pretty unaffected and continues to chant. Um, so I'm gonna actually call that we're gonna go back into initiative after you go then, Tom. And we'll just keep the same initiative to keep it easy, if that's alright. The one that we rolled earlier? Yeah, so we'll so basically you're gonna go and then I'm gonna go back to the top of the order with Falk. What did the guy just do? So, um, Falk uh, just cast Acid Splash and did some damage to both of them. Um, you heard the one of the, the female uh, vampire kind of cry out and Jean-Luc um, seems to have kept his concentration because he's still chanting. Hmm, so I can affect their concentration. Um, I'm going to try and throw off his concentration with... It, tremoring ground, does that matter up on the platform? Is that going to work? Mm, you would think that maybe if it's a hard enough tremor. Because the train, train definitely shakes the platform. I'm going to do... Um, there's going to be... Doors, doors and windows slamming, opening and slamming shut, mixed with uh, just the noise of a rumble of thunder, mixed with my booming voice saying, "Step out of the train." All right. Um, Marie actually looks up at you and puts her hands in the air, and kind of like faces back towards where you guys are at. She has her back to Jean Luc, who is continuing to chant. Falk, we are at the top of the order and we are in an initiative. What would you like to do? You are currently about 60 feet away from the train where there is one vampire, a male, chanting and another one with her hands up. Alright, and so um, we got Marie's name. Did we get the name of the, the girl that with the hurt leg? The, Nicolette. The, or the, Nicolette, okay. And they're the Baudelaire's. Um, I guess at first let me... Uh, you know, exhaust my movement to get as close as I can to get a, a better shot. So 30 feet and, up? Um, yeah, 30 feet up, and then, uh, so now I am 30 feet away from them? Correct. So when, uh, Marie gave up, has she exited the train? 
She has not yet. She literally just stood up, put her hands in the air, and turned around towards you guys. Get out of the train. Come over here. She nods at you with her hands in the air, and uh, she kind of like motions her face down at the uh, at the door handle. Mm-hmm. Like she keeps her hands in the air and kind of keeps motioning down at it, as if asking you for permission. Yeah, come on. I need you to get out of the way. She very slowly reaches over um, and throws the door open, and then uh, kind of starts to creep slowly to the side. She is, she's about, I'd say about ten feet away from the train at this point. Um, Tom, what would you like to do? So she's at the, she's she's in the doorway. She no, she moved over. Um, she moved over to the west of the of the doorway, about ten feet away from the train. Doorway is open. You have a clear shot on Jean Luc. I'm, I'm taking it. I'm oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a hit. So the damage is going to be 17. Okay. So, Tom, I need to know what your what's your dexterity bonus. It's plus three, right? Yes. Okay. So here's the thing. Jean-Luc also had a 15. So here is, like, I had been handling it where you just went first because who gives a fuck what order the guy that isn't right there at the time is going. However, the way D&D actually works, if you roll the same initiative, the person with the higher dexterity modifier goes first, and he's not about to attack you, but the final word is about to leave his lips as your bullet collides with his temple. And so you put him down like the dog that he is. However, the entire platform starts to shake violently as that happens. And you see all of the all of the candles that uh, are lit nearby because it can get dark in some of these buildings. Uh, they flicker for a second, and uh, you hear loud booming thunder in the distance. It's just thermatogy. <laughs> Fuck. I yell towards uh, Marie to to get down, and I kind of bridge the distance between her and like kind of you know use my body to kind of uh, cover her in case anything like explodes okay um marie actually uh she fucking accepts this and curls up into a ball and you know gets in the fetal position and prepares for some sort of a insane impact tom what would you like to do i killed the dude right yeah oh yeah you shot him straight through the head and, and marie is doing what now um currently falk is covering her and she's curled up in the fetal position under him as you guys are waiting for something to happen. And you're holding on to Nicolette's handcuffs after you uh, lower your sidearm. We need to get off this platform. I second that. Let's get out of here. And um, I kind of, with uh, Marie, am like kind of doing almost like a duck walk, like holding her and like shielding her, but also like trying to, you know, move away from uh, where all the shit is probably right. about to explode. So the um, the platform is just shaking violently. Thunder is crashing, and you can see that the sky is dimming and starting to become a swirling black mass. And you guys are slowly um, trying to, as quickly as possible, make your way um, off of the platform, but it's definitely slow going as your footing is hard to keep. And you're also both trying to make sure that you get uh, these vampiresses off of the platform alive as well. And as you guys get to the stairwell, um, pieces of the building and um, stone is falling uh, from the ceiling and everything is just chaos. And then it stops and the sky returns to normal.
all of a sudden, like, stop and kind of stand up and look around, kind of confused, and then look down at Marie, and then over to, uh, to Tom and Nicolette. Can we roll perceptions? Go ahead. That's a good idea. I got 12. Nine. Um, you guys look around, and you can see that, uh, that some people are starting to gather around, um... Uh, a large boulder that had fallen and it looks as though somebody is pinned underneath but other than that you can kind of see people are just kind of dusting themselves off and trying to deal with uh, with uh, gaining their bearings again and trying to figure out what happened but other than that you don't really see anything of interest we're still on the stairs right above up top uh, you guys are like about halfway down the stairs I would say I, l- I drag her back up to the zone of truth and I ask her, "How long does that spell last?" I think that's a. Isn't that a concentration spell to where it would? Oh, if like, it's concentration, it's definitely not going anymore. And then I'm just gonna ask him, um, "Where is the All Father supposed to appear?" I, I don't know. I told you it could just be an old wives' tale. You know from vampiric lore that there was a vampire that was. There was a man that was cursed by one of the gods and was made into the first vampire. And that man is the all-father to vampires. Like, basically, you know what I mean? Just knowing how deep, uh, how deeply entrenched you guys are in your jobs, I think that you guys would definitely be thinking more along the lines of four vampires as opposed to oh, okay. in general. And then um, I want to have the... The other um, kind of police and uh, FIA members gotten here yet? Yeah, yeah. The building is starting to be uh, swarmed with uh, officers. A lot of them are actually going over to the boulder. It would appear as though uh, a young gentleman was pinned from the waist down under a large boulder, and people are trying to uh, are trying to free him without without doing further damage and possibly killing him. You guys would be the highest ranking officers on this scene. So if you were going to go and debrief, you would go and do that back at headquarters. Okay, uh, so I kind of um, release uh, Marie into the custody of the other cops there while I walk back to the train and do an investigation. Yeah, he tips his hat to you and uh, and grabs her and takes her to a paddy wagon. I kind of, you know, pat her shoulder as she's, you know, getting kind of transferred over. Um, Nicolette and, um, looks at you, Tom. And she says, you, you know I'm not a bad person, right? That hardly matters now. Okay. And um, the officer takes her away and he puts her in a, pad, in a paddy wagon as well. Thank you for listening to another episode of Lost Context D&D. But we'll be returning every other Thursday with another installment of our story. If you uh, enjoyed what you heard... Please feel free to follow us or contact us with at the Lost Context on Twitter or at Lost Context C on Instagram or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Lost Context Podcast. We look forward to hearing from each and every one of you. This show takes a lot of effort on our part to record, to write, to voice, and to produce. So if you do enjoy it, please leave a review on iTunes or follow us on Podbean. Um, 
stuff like this really, I mean, it helps out a lot if uh, the listeners uh, share it themselves. And so if uh, you do enjoy this and you want to try and help us out and uh, help us gain more listeners and share our podcast with other people, please, by all means, tweet about us or leave those reviews, leave those likes, leave those follows. They help out immensely. Thank you. Hopefully you'll be back to listen to next time. Thanks.